Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. It's very, very, these things are extremely important. Look at Romans 8, sorry, Proverbs 8 very quickly, and I'm going to look at verses 10 to 12, then 14, then 18, 21. I'm just going to jump. Okay, let, let's start from verse 10. Everybody read along with me. He's talking about the wisdom of God. So he says, receive my instruction, and not silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're talking about great gain, not ordinary gain. Hello. For wisdom, wisdom is better than rubies. Don't you never say wisdom is better than dollars. Is better than pound sterling. Is better than rubies. See, if I have money and I don't have wisdom, the money will finish. But if I have money and then I have wisdom, I now know how to make the money multiply. We're not done yet. And all things that may be desired and not to be compared with it to it that is wisdom i wisdom this is creative wealth this is great gain i wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of what witty inventions creation creative wealth this has been almost the exclusive preserve of the unbelievers sadly Sadly. And the church, because the church, and I'll tell you the reason why I told you during the New Year message, our souls just haven't prospered to that degree. Because it's as the soul prospers, the, the humility level, the fruits level of the fruit of the Spirit, you know, the uh, 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 revelation knowledge of God's Word, Ask the average Christian anywhere. What's revelation? They don't know. It's not taught. They don't even know such things exist. When they talk about revelation, the average Christian thinks of dream and vision. No. It's light from the inner man, the innermost being that goes into the mind through the humility of the will that enlightens the understanding. And it is the degree to which you have that, that God will not start giving you creative ideas and back it with power and skill and, 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 and strength to be able to create wealth. Verse 14. Counsel is mine. Don't your neighbor say, who is mine? The wisdom of God. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding I have strength. Verse 18. It's talking about the wisdom of God. Riches. How many people want riches here? That's how to get it. No 419. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches and righteousness. Look at where he put it. It's not just this one that, you know, is George, where they just tell lies and all of that to get money. It will be in righteousness. Righteousness is, a, is an integral part 
of this creative wealth and great gain. If you're not, if I'm not, and I'm not just talking about right standing with God, I'm talking about right doing, which is a consequence of right standing. You know, right doing, you know, the, the kind of riches, that's why we haven't tasted it to the degree we should. How can people in the church, you know, how many billionaires do we have in the church? I'm not talking about Naira, I'm talking about dollars. In America, here, London, everywhere. There are not many. You know, maybe the richest of us has five billion. Maybe four, you know, maybe ten. But the rich guys in the world, they're looking at hundreds of billions. Imagine if we had those kind of resources in the church. Now it's coming, darling. These years that are ahead of us, 2025 and, and the 2030s and all of that, we're going to see it. The church will outstrip everybody. Then will come to pass that which the prophet said. And, and, and Moses said, he said, you will be head and not tail, above only and not beneath. The people in the world will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. Who will be afraid of you if you, if you have four, five billion? Who's <laughs> going to be afraid of you? Five billion is nothing. You know, the really rich people in the world, you know, are in the hundreds of billions. You know, but if you start having a trillion, they'll listen to you. Hello. Nobody said amen. It's too much for your faith. That's why I'm preaching this message. I would say godliness, contentment, and gain. It's in a sequence. You begin with godliness, not gain. You don't reverse the order. Then from gain, godliness, you go to contentment. Then from contentment, you get gain. Am I talking to anybody here? Right. So in verse 18, riches and honor, durable riches and righteousness, my fruit. He's talking about wisdom of God. Hello, somebody. Give me a wave offering, somebody. And then give the Lord a clap offering. Good. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold. My revenue than choice silver. I, wisdom, lead in the way of what? Right, that's righteousness again. He repeats it again. In the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to do what? Inherit substance. That was a great gain. And I will fill their treasures. The world hasn't seen money yet. Too. We haven't seen prosperity yet. Even in the world, the prosperity we have, we're just, we're, we're, we're just beginning to scratch the trillion mark. Apple, which is well, well, the big company that makes an uh, iPhone and everything, they are, this thing came to one trillion just recently. You know, it's about just one. Then some governments now are talking about five trillion, two trillion, you know. The hour is coming. And now is where the church will outstrip all of that. What is a thousand trillion? Nobody uses it. It's called a quadzillion. Let me get your mind thinking a little bit. Okay? So you have an idea of what we're talking about. All right? A million is one with six zeros. It's a thousand thousand. A billion is one with nine zeros. 
So it is a thousand million. A trillion is one with 12 zeros. So it is a thousand billion. Then the next one, if you add another three zeros, is to power 15. That's what you would call a quadzillion. Nobody talks about it because it's, let's say the way the Bible says it, without measure. It's a level that is, let me, let me give you some figures to play with. If you start counting every second, one, two, three, four, five, and you want to count up to one billion, it will take you 31.7 years. Google it. I've done the research. If you, if you just sit down, you don't do anything else. You don't go to the toilet. You don't do anything. Just sit down. And just one, two, three. And just start counting, 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 counting. If you try and count a trillion, it will take you 31,700 years. That's why we call it without measure. Nobody can measure it. Now, of course, we can measure it with our intellect and all of that. But you cannot sit down and count it. You can't live long enough. I didn't say 1,000 years. I said 31,700 years. If you want to get to the quadzillion, just <laughs> multiply. You'll be looking at about 300 or, or more. Yeah, yeah. No, you'll be looking at, uh, uh, just multiply that one by, by, by 1,000, you know. So you'll be looking at thousands of years. Hundreds of thousands of years. That's how big it is. Now I understand what is in God's mind. See, the Bible says that you may build exceedingly abundantly. Above. Thank you, darling. Thank you, my wife is here. My greatest supporter. Praise the Lord. You know, exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. See, your thinking is limited to millions and now we're talking about trillions. You're thinking, you have not, you have not ex, ex, until now I preached it. You have not been able to expand your thinking. But you can imagine a person whose business and, and, and wealth has got to this quadzillion mark. There is nothing they can't do. There is nothing, literally. You can't finish without money. He can, he can say, oh, Go and buy me 1,747s. Buy me, uh, okay, how many missionaries do we want to send to China? Oh, so, so, so. okay, you know, each of them, give them a private jet. And we have a fellow China, see. Pastor Wale, he wants to go to China now. What if we pass a little private jet? But seriously, that would be what we would be doing. We won't be going by public airlines. They won't go where we want to go. The money will be there. And it's not the kind of money that you're going to be begging for. Or it's just going to come through the offering. Offering will be a part of it, don't misunderstand me. You know, but it will be invested in creative businesses. Energy. Food. You know, 
different things that you even up to now people haven't even thought of that will make so much money then will come to pass that which is also written that you will lend unto nations and you will not borrow a person with that kind of money can he can fund the world bank and then dictate their policy just put three or four brethren on the board my wife and I have discussed these things. You know? Yes, why not? That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And say, no, 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 you can't do that. It's against the principle of the Bible. We will not, if you do that, we will take our money out. Quickly, they will sign. <laughs> Quickly. Godliness is profitable. This is why you should be motivated to live a godly life. Not just morally upright, but in the way in which I described. One that God has used, you know, uh, 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 profitable for this life and the life to come. Let's look at two scriptures. One is in 1 Timothy chapter 8. This 1 Timothy has been occurring with great... Uh, Repetition in this message today. For bodily exercise, I didn't hear you, profits little. A better translation will say it's profitable for this life. It's important to get it, you know, be fit. Because so that you can be strong and you can do the work of God. So it profits for a little while. But, is this the contrast? But, godliness is profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the life that and win-win. Mark chapter 10. Jesus is talking to his disciples. These two scriptures were what tipped my decisions when I was in Imperial College. I had about a week or two to make a decision. My lecturers called me and said, look, you need to stay back and redo one or two courses. Then you do this... Um, project with British Telecom. So we'll let you be going, you know, and doing it. Um, but let us know. You have to give us, you have to let us know in two weeks, you know, so that we can put your name down or we can know. I didn't tell my mommy, oh. Tell my daddy. Tell anybody. I was at a crossroads. What do I do? I was 20, 21. You know? And I, my flesh wanted to stay in England. I was telling them last Wednesday. I'm being honest. I mean, who doesn't want to stay in London? Who wants to come to Nigeria? <laughs> it's the truth. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, my flesh wanted to stay. You know, as I was thinking, how can I combine it? You know, eh, I'll still do the will of God, you know, and I'll pray. And the more I thought about it, because the witness of the Spirit, the more I thought about it and prayed that time, you know, thank God for Kenneth Hagen and E.W. Kern. You know, I was praying the Pauline prayers. I was praying in tongues. I was reading my Bible. I was walking in love. All the ingredients that I'm teaching you now were all in place. At that time, I didn't understand them as like that. I was just doing them because I was taught and I was instructed to do them. But, you know, so I was having a genuine need of spirit. The more I think about it, the more I would be afraid. If you stay in this London, you will get into trouble, you will not have the time. And that was what exactly happened. 
to be able to study and pray the way I want you to. You will be able to study and pray, but not the way I want you to. And you will not learn the things I want you to learn. And it will, it will be, it, it can be disastrous. Looking back now, I now know, I, I mentioned this on Wednesday, if I had stayed, I probably would have fallen with some woman or something, you know. It's England. I have a friend. I'm still in touch with him. He's a lovely guy and all of that. But he stayed. And that's what happened to him. And he was a very, very good Christian. You know, there's something about just being in the right place at the right time. And then being in the will of God. If I had stayed, I probably would still be a Christian. I'm sure I would still be a Christian. You know, you know but maybe I would have gotten some hits you know, then I wouldn't have lived long. Maybe 30 something, 40 people. People say, ah, you know, hey, boy, you're the brilliant girl. I want water, I want It wasn't water. You don't know what God told that man. I'm telling you because I'm alive to tell you. If that happened, you would know. If Kenneth Hagen had died at 55, would you know? You won't know. You don't hear all oh, there used to be one of these uh, healing preachers who just, oh, his name is Dr. Ken Hagen. He also died with all this, you know, Jack, Jack Coe and all of these people. But you will not know what God told him. That he should put his prophetic ministry above his teaching ministry. You won't know. If I'm not telling you now, you will not know. And many are like that. You don't know what God told them. So keep your mouth shut. You don't know. So Mark 10, 29. These were two scriptures. It says, there is no man that hath given house brethren, you know, and all of these things, houses. It says, he will not receive a hundredfold in this life. Ah, I had two witnesses. I had first Timothy 4, 8. I'm telling you what happened to me when I was in the college. And this one. And I said, okay, God, you promised me that if I go this way, or I said, if I stay, what, am I, what do I want? I want to have a good job. I want to be able to, you know, uh, have money and all of that. You are not telling me that I'm going to get all of those things if I follow you. Let's go. That was what tilted decision for me. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to close. How? Make more room for Jesus. It is so simple. But I have an updated version of the chart. This thing will work for anybody. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have anybody. And that's why I want to thank God for mommy and good morning, Jesus. Let's give a clap offering for good morning, Jesus. These are daily sequential steps to make more room for Jesus. I would say godliness, contentment, and great gain. I would say godliness, contentment, and great gain. Godliness is not just moral uprightness alone. It's not don't steal, don't kill, don't commit adultery alone. It's a part, that's a part of it. It's be like God. Be like God, which includes all of the fruit of the Spirit, includes the wisdom of God, includes the character the integrity, the ability of God. 
So we're looking at a very comprehensive understanding of godliness. Not just this, you know, um, religious, uh, morally, uh, I don't steal, I don't kill, I don't commit. Ah, my godly God, who told you? <laughs> Even unbeliever who is not born again has it. Like the rich young ruler. You know, and I know many people who are Muslims, who are good, nice people, who don't, they don't commit adultery, they don't do all of that. You see, that is why people challenge Christianity. And say, what makes you think Christianity is superior to other? After all, there is nothing you people are doing that we are not doing. In fact, I know some people who are doing better than your people. And we have to. But when we have the true godliness then you will challenge them with your mercy and your kindness, your gentleness, your humility will amaze them. When they know what you really have and what you, and they see you like Jesus, you take a back position. Who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a servant? Ah, they'll be afraid of you. But they don't see that in the church. They see the same pride and all of that arrogance that you see in the world. So, you start every day clean with the blood by honesty and humility. You confess, you know, you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And then you worship God. Jesus said, if you want to pray, say, pray this way. He says, when you say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Worship is the first principle. You worship God. Number two, you pray for more. Everyone scream more. I didn't hear you. You didn't scream it. That's not a scream. Pray for more of the fruit of the Spirit and love. I know you have the fruit of the Spirit. I know you have love, but you don't have enough. Pastor will say, ah, Pastor, you don't know. Ah, I have plenty of love. Ah. <laughs> if you had enough, by now, we would know you. <laughs> because the fruit of the Spirit would have increased your level of healing and health and prosperity that you'd be very popular. That's how I know. Because it is being health and prosper even as your soul prospers. How do I know that the fruit of, level of flow of spirit in the church is not sufficient? Because it's, we haven't seen the commensurate amount of prosperity and health and healing. I was telling us some time ago, you know, even the best of us, John G. Lake, um, uh, 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 Kenneth Hagen, uh, uh, well, all died of sickness. Old age, yes, partly, but sickness. Sickness. And God gave me a revelation. You will never be totally free of sickness until you are totally free of sin. And that sin is not sins. It's sin. This substance. We got to get it out. And that's what perfection is all about. Then we will now have a generation that will live about. That's what E.W. Kenyon was talking about. Let's give him a super clap offering. The man was honest. He was honest. He said, we've seen the blind see. We've seen the lame walk. He said, but so far, none of us have walked in this place. It's in the word. We see it's there. But we haven't got there. Why? Because we haven't, we haven't addressed the sin nature. The church has concentrated on overcoming sins and has not addressed overcoming sin. 
Sin is the substance inside the soul and the flesh that cause the acts of sin. Sins are things you do that cause a block between you and God. The blood of Jesus Christ takes care of the effect of sins, but it is the life of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that crucify and cleans out sin. And it only comes by intercession. That's not been emphasized. Until, well, I'm not interceding just to get people born again. I'm interceding so that I myself would be born again again. <laughs> so I can be born again in my flesh. Having our bodies washed with pure water. The washing of the water by the word. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. Why would he cleanse it if it's not dirty? That is the road of perfection. And it is when we see men walk in that, that we're going to see people totally free of sickness. What John G. Lake visited but didn't live in, he visited it. At that time, there was a special anointing on him when he was in South Africa. He put his hand in the bubonic plague. All the germs that touched his hand, they all died. But this same John G. Lake came back to America. He had something, you know, the natural thing set in. He died at the age of 65. He had a stroke. Died in a wheelchair. He wouldn't go to the hospital. Because they said, oh, you know, faith men don't go to hospital. You know, same thing with Wigglesworth. He had gallstones, you know. Uh, thank God for these men. They're great men. What I'm trying to say is this. There's new I like E.W. Kenyon again. He called it a new land ahead. There is something in front of us. And we must understand that it's a challenge that we have to enter and, 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 and appropriate and grasp. There will be a company. It's not Olubi Johnson who's saying this. The Bible says it. You know what Paul said? He said, we shall not all sleep. There's going to be a generation of Christians who will not die. We shall not all. There will be some. They will not sleep. I know it's the rapture. But, you know, they will live. They'll be like Moses. Can you imagine a man at 120? His eye was, his eye was not dim. The scripture is very clear. His natural strength was not abated. The Bible says when he came down from the mountain, the glory of God that was shining in his face was so intense, the children of Israel could not look at him. They had to put a veil. And God told me, he said, that's the example. Pray for more of the fruit of the Spirit and love. Number three, pray for more of the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, the Pauline prayers. Ephesians 1, Colossians 1. And I have it inside our... In our uh, in the app, there's one particular prayer in the app. Don't go there, but you can go and look for it when you get home. You know, I'm going to tell you something now. You have to work out your own salvation. What I'm giving you now is principles. You will have to work it out in your own personal situation, which may be different from mine, it may be different from mommy's, it may be different from every other person's own. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the, the Pauline prayer. As one of the prayers I put it, you know. You know, God give me more of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the present complete knowledge of you. The eyes, you know, uh, of my understanding being enlightened, you know, that uh, 
you know, to walk in love, watch and pray always, all that. You can put all the Poland prayers into one prayer. So it will take you five, ten minutes. Then pray for more strength in the inner man using the Ephesians 3 prayer, strengthen and other life scriptures. All these will take you about 15, 5, 10, 10, 10 is 20, 25, 15, about 35 minutes. Now, the, the secret to this thing is this. The day of the Lord begins in the evening. So the next day starts 6 o'clock the evening of the first day. So look for the time, and the time is there. Cut out the Instagram, cut out the Facebook, cut out the movies. Hello. I just got your number. I just read your mail. Don't tell me you can't do it. If it is your priority, you will do it. Do you understand? It may be around 8 o'clock in the evening, 9 o'clock in the evening. Switch the television off. Go to your room. Worship God. Pray for more of the fruit of the Spirit. Pray for more of the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Pray for strength in the inner man. Then go and sleep. You wake up. Join good man just at 5 o'clock in the morning. You are ready to fire. Glory be to God. You are ready to fire. You may not know this. I know mommy has told you, and I'm telling you now. You know, we don't wake up at five. Five k disaster. <laughs> wake up at three. Three thirty. Mommy, myself, and some of the other uh, pastors and intercessors, they do another prayer before your own prayer. It's not like that, too. But you don't have to do that. <laughs> A lot of people may not be able to die. I understand. That's why God gave me this understanding. He said, it starts in the evening. So look for time. You know, switch the thing off. Instead of listening to one hour of um, news at 10. You understand? <laughs> Arise. <laughs> me and mom and my wife. You know, what we do now is just listen to the headline. At the beginning, pa, 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 you know. Tinumbu went to Morocco. This one went to this. This one went to that. This one went to this. You know, in, in five minutes... It's over. Then I can go to my room and pray. So that 45 minutes I would have stayed in front of the television for one hour. Same thing with uh, CNN. I just pick the headline. I look at the headlines at the, at the, at the bottom of the screen. This, 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 this. You know, Trump won Iowa. This one did this. Haley said this and all that. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Everybody say, thank God for three-day fast. We're going to pray for America. So, don't you say God is in control? Okay? You know? So, I, so, that time, that extra time, you can do all of this. You can do all of this. This first part, you know? And then, this, the good morning, Jesus, it is the corporate prayer in the morning will help you and boost and amplify your prayers. One and two hours, you know? Then, after the corporate prayer, you read your Bible. 20 minutes. It's not long. Use the Bible reading app. You know? Then, the number seven. Keep the commandment of life and love. You know? In Jesus' name, I have life. I love God more with all my heart, will, mind, emotions, and strength. And I love my brethren as Christ loves them. Then I pray in tongues. With praying in tongues. And you that every six hours. In the morning, you know, when you sleep, when you get up, uh, uh, all these scriptures. Uh, tell us that. Deuteronomy 6, 7. When you walk by the way, when you stand up four times, you know, Second uh, Samuel says, you know, they sacrifice every six paces. Mark 13.35 says, 
at, in the morning, at Cockrow, in noon, and in the evening, four. Three scriptures, no matter two or three, let everyone, it's an established word. So, this is how you watch and pray always. So, you're just doing about five minutes every six hours. The total time, when you add all of it together, comes to about three hours daily. So, you're able to actually do what the Bible says. Where you tithe your time, stand to your feet. You tithe your time. Over two and a half. Anybody can do this. I don't care how busy you are. I don't care what profession you are in. If you put God as priority, you can find that 30 minutes, 35 minutes, between five, uh, uh, six o'clock in the evening and when you go to bed. It's available. Then you get up at five o'clock in the morning. You join the prayers. You do the two hours. You know, then from there you read your Bible. And then, you know, throughout the day, just five minutes every six hours. Anybody can do it. The question is, will you do it? I got something else. It is only those who have godliness with contentment that will ultimately get great gain. Your motivation is not gain. Your motivation is to please God. But the reward of it is great gain. God is looking for us home. This 2024 is going to be a decisive year. It's the year of the prosperity of your soul. The Holy Spirit is looking through the church. He's selecting and he's preparing those who are going to form the ark and those who he's going to use to bring the people in to fill the ark. Then the glory is going to hit. Prepare yourself. God has great plans for you. Let's talk to God. You know the Bible is true, brethren. He does exceedingly, abundantly above what you can ask of Him. Honey, let me encourage you. When I was preparing this, the Lord spoke to me. He said, when you and your wife started life forth, He said, could you ever imagine what it would become? I had to be honest. No. I knew he would bless us. But I, 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 they, at that time, you know, you know, when we first started, I never could think that it would become what it has become. He said, that's what I mean. When I say I would do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can ask or think. So he said, even the one you are thinking now. <laughs> what I've just preached about zillion and all of that. He said, I'm going to do above it. Amen. Stay strong, stay healthy, stay alive. Wow. You've got a great destiny ahead of you. 